When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 29. We have a special guest. Well, we have a guest. I don't know how special he is just yet. It depends on how well he does. <laughs> I hope we have Jordan about. from Growler Domestics. Uh, Jordan is what, what? Jordan, explain yourself. Oh God, that's hard. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I uh, do custom, custom furniture, metal, metal fabrication. Yeah. So, are you a metal that's fabricator that's or are you a furniture maker? God damn it, Derek! <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do. It's a custom design operation here in austin texas and we do uh, everything from wood furniture to metal furniture concrete uh stone basically whatever you want um yeah we started out doing coffee tables out of the front yard and grew up grew up grew up (laughs) grew into a bigger uh business and it's been eight and a half years now doing custom furniture and it's just grown into whatever the whatever the clients are wanting i've done stair railings now and i've done oh god no, well, that's what I was going to ask you is how many railings have you done? Because we only – on this podcast, we exclusively talk about railings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> it's actually called the Handrail Podcast. We're changing the name. <laughs> yeah, that's for, that's for 65 and older. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how, how we did you do start? When, when did you start? Did you have a job before this? What did you do before this? How did you um, start? So I went to school to be a teacher. I was going to be a fourth grade teacher. And oh, God. I Specifically know, I, fourth grade? You only yeah. were going to teach fourth grade? That, that's, what, that's what I wanted to do. I had like a good the I, mentality. I, had a, <laughs> I figured they we, matched him up. we could all hang out together. Yeah, based him on his maturity <laughs> level. They're like, yeah, fourth grade, we'll stop you there. I, I just I think I just had a really good fourth grade teacher, and it was a memorable year. Uh, but so, yeah, Who's I did that. fourth grade teacher? What was her name? Oh, his name. His name. Was Mr. Lelui. Whoa. And, and uh, I think he's the reason why I'm not so afraid of grabbing the tarantulas is because he had a pet tarantula in the sh- in the the, the uh, classroom and let us handle it. Huh. I interrupt you for a second. So not anymore. So don't steal my stuff. But all my passcodes used to be Miss Hoffman. Miss Hoffman was my fourth grade teacher. Did you have a crush on her or something? No, no. Oh. Yes, you White did. Hair. White hair. Oh no, never she mind. Was the meanest teacher. Oh. Like, you were in third grade. You did not want Miss Hoffman. I had one of so those. I, had a I got Miss Hoffman. 
and I loved Miss Hoffman. Really? She read to us. I loved her. She read to us every day, right? And she, I got to check the year it came out because I don't know if it came out then, but she read to us The Adventures of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, that was a book. And she, well, books, it was a series. And she read it to us. And I loved um, listening to her read. And it's funny because everybody complained she was the worst teacher. And out of all my years in school, Miss Hoffman was my favorite. I loved her. Really? Yeah, I always wanted to like see if her kids were alive because she was old. I mean, she had like white hair when I was a kid, so she was probably yeah. like seventies when I was, a, you know, fourth grade. But I always like wondered like if she had kids, like I'd just be like your mother, like I just adored your mother. Like she was just such a great teacher. So that's it, Miss Hoffman. Plug Miss Hoffman. She's definitely been dead thirty years. But yeah. shout out to Miss Hoffman. Yep. If you can find Miss Hoffman on Instagram, you win a prize. Yeah. So Jordan, the fourth grade teacher, and yep. that that clearly didn't work out. Yep. Yeah, I, I was in. A, I, I joined a band, and I thought we were going to quote unquote make it, and that didn't, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen either. And so then, uh, I decided to move out to Austin, and I was bartending for like four and a half years. And I think, like the silver lining and like the with that for me was, like, as a bartender, you know, there's the joke that you're everyone's counselor. You're the, you know, everyone comes to you to talk, but you don't realize that you're networking. You're at your job. You're networking. And you're just being yourself. You're being fun, and you're bartending, and you're getting people drunk, and they're having a good time. But I don't. I didn't take the time all the time to get to know my patrons and who they were, and you know, I just knew that they wanted the shot of Fireball, they wanted a Jack and Coke, or they wanted the whiskey soda, or whatever it was. But, you know, four and a half years of doing that and handling thousands and thousands and thousands of people, uh, you know, then you jump onto Facebook and Facebook didn't have a marketplace. Instagram, I don't think, was really even off the ground yet for what it what, for what it is now. Um, and so, you know, I started putting stuff up on the Facebook and I'm not thinking anyone would buy it. Like, I'm driving around neighborhoods that are being torn down and taking the wood and making stuff out of it. And like, so anyone can do this, you know, and you know, eventually someone, you know, someone bought my first coffee table and, and I was just shocked. That was the coolest thing. And so I made another one and then, you know, Instagram came around and it was all about who could put the most filters on your pictures and uh, <laughs> the coolest you know. order. Yeah, totally. How'd you learn? And, um, did you go to school? school? Like, or, or did you just like say, I can just do this. I'm going to wing it. Like, how did you learn? Like, did you, did you know how to do like make a coffee no, table? I'm, I'm, I'm all self-taught. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bought like the hairpin legs off Etsy, I think when I first started mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, soon grew out of that. And I knew that I wanted to do like the metal stuff, but I didn't even know it was called welding. Like no one had ever explained that to me. Like I just was just like, I didn't know how it worked. And so once I did figure that out, uh, that's all I wanted to do was learn how to weld. And my buddy took me into his shop and he was doing big stuff at that time. And so he just basically set me up with his welder for a couple hours and left me alone and hoped that I didn't die. (laughs) And uh, so I taught myself how to weld in an afternoon and uh, I had a GC on a project one year mess up an order for some table bases and he's like well you can fix this right you just weld it together i'm like <laughs> uh, no this is not it's not how that works but i'll make you a deal you instead of me charging you for this fix for your mess up you buy me a welder and because i i just and, I, and i'll and i'll do the job for the price of the welder and uh ended up working out and had that welder for eight years and and uh 
it was great. Um, I mean, if, you know, if he had given me two grand or something or four grand or whatever, whatever it would have been to fix his mistake, I probably still wouldn't have taken that money and went and bought a welder. I'd be like, all right, let's go to get sushi and it's my treat and let's go get, you know, drinks and it's my treat. And, uh, yeah, you burn it on something else. Totally. So that's the welder you had till just recently, right? Correct. Oh. And that's actually kind of similar to how I got my first like real welder. I had a client who he owns a, a rental company and he had bought uh, a nice, it was a Miller Matic or a Miller auto set uh, 212. It was like, you know, a self-contained machine, big, nice 220 welder. He bought it and he was going to teach one of his guys how to use it to fix their stuff. And then he never did. And then he needed um, the lift gate on one of his trucks fixed and was like, Hey, can you just come to my shop, use my welder and fix this? But he didn't have 220 anywhere. Mm. So we wound up fixing it at my friend Matt's shop. And then he was like, all right, well, I'm selling this welder anyway. Um, so I wound up getting the welder instead of charging him for the repair. I gave him the repair plus 500 bucks for like a $3,000 welder and uh, worked out great. That was like my main machine for the longest time. That's um, awesome. Sometimes it works out like that. It, it's funny. I uh, I didn't learn how to weld, but I got interested in welding. I was building a porch for this Italian uh, lady. And you know how, like, they always have to have the wrought iron railings, you know, mm-hmm. they couldn't get rid of them. And I had to figure out how to attach the um, the railing to the porch. And it was, like, down. And so I had to add a little bit and... My brother's like, oh, my neighbor's got a welder. I'll bring it over. So I was like, I don't even know how to use this thing. So I'm like, read the instructions on the side. And I got it to work. And I just remember thinking like, wow, that was like so cool. Like it just like, it was like instantly. Like I thought like it was going to take me like half a day to do it. You know, it was like instantly it happened. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I got to learn how to do this, you know. And uh, obviously I never really learned how to do it because I'm not really good at it. I seen Paul showing off with those beads on uh is that instagram mm-hmm. or something you posted yeah remember jd when we went to the welding class jd's like i fucking hate him he was <laughs> welding the stainless and it was like perfect he's like he's like i've been practicing for years and this fucking kid does it the first time <laughs> what's yeah. what's funny what's funny is that when i i just got the miller 211 uh-huh. and you know derek was like go get the gas and for you know the years and years that i've been welding on my lincoln <clears throat> I was doing flux core, and everyone's like, "You really need to switch over to." Well, it was flux core for eight years. But yes. hold on, listen, listen. Yeah, shitless. Hey, Dad, shush. Yeah. So. <laughs> therapy session, major therapy. Uncle Go Derek, ahead. Uncle Derek's losing it. Um, but in my head, I'm gonna grind these things flush, right? Oh. Like okay. I, and then I want it powder coated. Like yeah. I don't want, I don't want a bead. I'm not doing motorcycles. I'm not doing in, in like industrial. Not doing bridges. Like I want it. I want it to look seamless, smooth. But I was like, if I'm gonna get the Miller 211, I'm just gonna upgrade the whole the whole thing. And and uh, I it's it's night and day, and it makes it more it, it makes it more enjoyable. And I was I I laid down my first bead, and I was like, whoa, like I'm a pretty good welder. That's that looks, that looks, that looks good. You took off your hood and the whole room wasn't filled with smoke. And yeah. you're like, wait a second, yeah. what happened? I have, when I teach the MIG welding class, I, I would say like 25% of the students that I've taught had 
like the $150 Harbor Freight flux core welder before they came and took my class. And they're like, oh, it's, I, I suck at welding. It's like, I'm so bad. It's so hard. And I'm like, all right, well, here, why don't you just do exactly what you would do with your welder, but with this one? And I put them on like the little uh, 110 volt um, Lincoln 140. And they're like, how much is this machine? I need one of these machines. And I'm like, yeah. it's just, it's, and, and I did a video where I talked about MIG welding and I talked about how people shouldn't waste their time with the flux core machines. And I got a bunch of comments of people being like, no, flux core is great, you know, in the right application. And I agree. I mean, Paul uses yeah, If you're flux doing like core. moment connections on like structural, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> like huge yeah. multi-pass welds in the field. With yeah. A and if you have welder. to weld, if you have to weld outside in a windy day, like you can't beat like a good flux core welder because you're not blowing your shielding gas out but if you're buying like the 150 dollar machine it's the worst it is the most discouraging thing for a new welder yeah, to just learn doesn't work. one of those machines yeah it's, I'm surprised it's even crazy functions. you know who's uh who it's always baffling to me is uh you know andy klein yeah the guy that uh yeah, he, you know, he invented the vices and he's he's such a smart guy and he's always doing all this wild stuff he welds in his basement with a flux core welder oh my god and he has like a fan blowing in and a fan yeah, blowing out of like an egress window. And I'm like, dude, the amount of time you spend futzing around with this terrible machine, smoking out your house, like poisoning yourself. It's it's not like it's it's just ridiculous. And I I'm, he gets a million comments about it and he clearly doesn't give a shit. So he doesn't you know, I, I'm like, I don't even waste my time saying anything, but I'm just like, man, there's such a better way to do it. Well, that's how long have you been doing? You sound a lot like me, Chris. What? <laughs> but there's a lot better ways to do stuff. Yeah. Well, that could happen. I had one of those. I bought it for like 40 bucks up at Jimmy's and I was mm -hmm. like using it. And it was just driving me crazy. I'm like, I, I, and everybody's like, oh, you got to set it. I'm like, there's only like two settings. Like, like, what else is it a set? You know, off. Yeah. trying different wire this, and then I brought it up to Jimmy's one time, and uh, I used his, and I was like, I will never like use that thing again. And I went out and bought yeah. P two ten, you know, and it was like it was just nice. And then it seems like then when you go to two twenty, that's like the next big upgrade. It's like wow, mm -hmm. like I can't believe I've been doing it with one ten. You know, it's like it's just so much nicer. You know, so probably be better get, better off getting one of those like Lincoln tombstones and just stick weld. Stick like then one of those yeah. harbor freight things like at yeah. least that works like I, i've never used yeah. one of those harbor freight things but i can't imagine it like functions pretty well yeah yeah i mean uh, it's I, I don't know i think for probably i don't know like sheet metal or something i, I don't know I no don't they're horrible know. for sheet metal yeah they're, like, they're, they're, right through. <laughs> they're good for they're good for pretty much nothing the only time i've ever i have i still have a harbor freight flux core welder just because it like sits in the shop mm -hmm. and the only time it's ever been useful is like my buddy was working uh on a construction job and he was like dude we just have this like broken they had like a broken clip that was mounting i think a railing and he was like, I just need to like weld this back together. But they didn't want to take it off the house because they were worried that the anchors like weren't going to be able to kind of take a second round of bolts coming out and bolts going in. So he took it with him to the site, plugged it into an extension cord and was able to just like snot some weld onto it. That's the only thing like it's ever been useful for. Other than that, I use it to show people in my welding class how Don't terrible it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why would you waste your time and energy uh on this well, thing. That's I think the one i bought was 120 i always I tell I people like even like when they find out that they don't want to use that and they want to buy a welder i'm like 
don't buy one off of Craigslist. Usually the ones on Craigslist are like the first shitty ones everybody bought. Yeah, the Home Depot shit ones. And then they're like, I need a better welder. Like, just just bite the bullet, spend the money, because you really do get what you pay for, you know? You kind of got to spend a minimum of like a thousand, at least to get like the 140, right? Isn't that what that costs? Yeah, I think you can get a 140. Maybe an Everlast. Like, the Everlast ones are decent. They they might have some. Yeah, I think like, like seven, seven, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, like decent ones, you know. But I'm not gonna get a good not. one for three hundred bucks. No, yeah, no, the, not gonna the, the regular one forty. Now they have the one forty MP is the one that does like MIG take and stick. But the mm-hmm. regular one forty, um, I had two of those at one point because we were teaching on them because they're four ninety nine at Home Depot and it was like a nice kind of like easy thing to send people to buy. They were excellent. I mean, but they're just a MIG welder, you know, and like you're capped at 316. Yeah. So it's like, what do you, you know, yeah. if you're actually going to like weld something, but you know, if you grind enough, you could weld half inch with it. If you grind a big enough fillet and you put, do multiple passes, you know, you just have to really yeah, preheat that thing or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if you're using a 140, you're not like building a bridge, but maybe no, you're like welding, no. like, you know, something else. But... I did, I did have a, you say you preheat it. I had a, a job a couple years ago and it, I was doing like a steel countertop for like a, condiment station for a coffee shop mm-hmm. and it was so cold outside like not northeast cold texas cold but Texas cold. So it was like 40. 60 degrees though yeah. no, I, I would say it's like in the, it was in the 20s and uh, i was cold. And, I, and i was trying to weld outside and it just was not it wasn't hitting it it wasn't working huh. and um and it could just because i had a shitty welder yeah but, it's freezing <laughs> too uh, yeah i mean does that if, if those steel's super cold and your welder can't burn hot enough then yeah yeah that could affect it if it's like super cold i guess mm-hmm. yeah i mean you probably don't like you or not you and me we don't have that issue paul because our machines are yeah, big just enough, enough they, they're just gonna yeah. like generate the heat but um you know it, it, there is something to be said about making sure that the material gets hot enough to penetrate because otherwise it's just like bouncing off it you know it's like trying to like you ever solder a joint that's not hot enough you're just poking it with solder and the solder just mm. doesn't do anything. yeah you know it's the same thing but is your machine that you're running now 220, Jordan? So I was gonna, I was gonna mention that, and then Derek started yapping again. But no, uh, <laughs> oh, shot fired. Uh, it had it's a it's a 110 and it's got a 220. Nice. You could pull the plugs off and then yeah. So I, that was my next question because I've never done uh, 220. So what's the difference now between just more, just more to not work. Yeah, the machine yeah. has to work so much. It doesn't have to work as hard. Are you, like, uh, blowing yeah. fuses all the time? Really? Or how thick do you normally no. weld? Like, if it depends on how thick you weld. If you're only oh, welding, I mean, like, eight yeah, stuff, then it doesn't problem. matter. I would, I would say, like, a quarter inch is probably my biggest. Huh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, that should be fine. Yeah. If you're welding, I don't know what the capacity of that machine is, but if you're probably trying to max it out, you're, you probably are going to blow a fuse and you need to switch it over, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't had any issues in the shop, and it's it's been, I mean, I've, I've done a full day of welding. In yeah. Nice. Yeah, but uh, switching to gas, I went to the store to pick up a tank, and I was telling him, that, uh, then I just got a new welder, da-da-da, and he looked, my, looked at my stuff, and he liked my work, and so we were just chatting, and then uh, I didn't know the differences. I was like, what's this one do? What does this do? What do I need? And he just comes out with this giant tank like a five foot tank and was like here it's on the house and uh quickly quickly realized that i need a smaller tank because 
the next day, my, my buddy was like, hey, you want to come make me a gate and weld it on? And, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like huffing this giant five-foot tank <laughs> into my truck and like rolling it around. <laughs> so I need to go back to the store to get like a, I don't know, like like a two-footer. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's cheap. At my welding supply, it's cheaper to buy like a four-foot. I forget the size. I think it's like a 250. I think a 250 ch- tank is almost the same price as like a 125 tank. Because they have, there's just so many more of those big tanks, mm-hmm. like just available. You know, like 99% of the tanks that are there are those big size tanks. But uh, it's definitely my my only argon tank is like a big, or two. Both of my argon tanks are both big, and I always have to go and do this TIG welding offsite. You gotta get it's those little soft. teeny tiny ones like this. I know, like foot tall. I have one of those for argon. Even I have two. Come on. But I go through so much argon when I take weld. Like I burn through one of those. I think I, Matt set my flow. Like he floods the freaking weld with yeah. argon, and I think I'm just oh, like wasting it. Yeah, what do you have it on? No idea. No idea. No. I mean, if you got like a big huge cup on it, you got to set it high. But if you if you're just doing mild steel, you could set it probably like twenty. I don't know. I have a big Pyrex cup. I don't know. It just hisses like, and then the post flow on that, uh, that TIG machine, the, yeah, it the doesn't, there's no adjusting it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. The 220, yeah. that's stupid. I don't understand why you can't adjust that. But yeah. I don't know. Do you ever take well the Jordan? I haven't. Derek's on my ass about it though. Yeah. If you're getting fine with make welding, just keep going. If you're grinding everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what the, I haven't even cared to look into it. I and just, for my, for yeah, my that's a whole different thing. I mean, for my applications and what I'm doing with furniture and tables and coffee tables and chairs and stools, I, I don't need it. No, definitely no. not. It's but, not a, it's not anything that's really like. I mean, it, it's a great thing. It's a great, it's great I think, skill to I know how to use. Learn new skills that doesn't, doesn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. That's my but, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it can be aside good from in some situations, though, because it's like if you want to like not grind anything or like like some of the welds you like sometimes a lot of times like you'll grind like the flat stuff and then like a, like a fillet weld if it's nice you just you leave it alone because it looks nice just on its own mm-hmm. but like if you wanted to do something like that it's you know it's cleaner and there might be applications for it i would try i would give it a shot you know can't hurt yeah you might like it it's nice to be able to do stainless yeah, too stainless i mean you can make weld stainless but um is that that's with the spool gun no you well you can mig weld stainless with a regular gun you just got to use a trimix it's a different gas um and you use solid stainless wire i've never done that that? you know i have the whole setup oh yeah and i've never done it because any now i have a tig machine so anytime i need to weld stainless i wonder how it looks i've never even really seen the way it looks matt Matt said it's pretty ugly yeah like material connected that's that's probably more for some um, like industrial good applications for repair. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, it's 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 fast. It's just the same reason why like people use a spool gun versus TIG welding all their aluminum. Because like, mm-hmm. imagine like if you had a like TIG weld like a tanker back together. Yeah. Like yeah. no way. You know, like if you had to weld like aluminum steps on the back of a of a like an oil rig. You're gonna. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna TIG weld at all. It'll take you a, a week. With a spool gun, you're running usually fast and and hot, so you just blast through it. When JD was using it up, Jimmy's he did a pretty good job. I was surprised how good it looked. Like I thought it was gonna look more like blobby, you know. He was making that vice stand that Andrew yeah, always makes fun yeah. of. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time we got to like the last weld, it was it was pretty good. You have to get it really hot. I I have um a bunch of stuff I'm building for the van soon, and I'm was thinking about using the spool gun on it. But at the same time, it's like if it's going to be exposed outside, and I'm not going to really grind it. I just want to powder coat over the welds. I feel like maybe I should just take it. Yeah, take together. Do you do your own powder coating? Me no. Um, I was thinking about it. Crafting, all right. No. I was thinking about it um, just because, like, I have some smaller parts, and like every once in a while, for this art company I deal with, they want stuff powder coated, and like my powder coater is great and he's fast, but it just adds so much cost. Like he'll charge me like seventy five to a hundred dollars, like per part, and normally the a client doesn't care, but it's like if it's for something that you're trying to sell and you're trying to keep costs down, you know, it's like sometimes it's not sustainable to be at that cost and i've seen people do it themselves like brandy does it herself she has like a little oven you know thing and you know if you can do it in-house it doesn't seem that hard no not at all it doesn't seem hard but you have to have the machine my guy my guy's like 40 40 minutes out of town but he's got three ovens that can house like full-size pickups Mm. you know Mm. it's a half a million dollar facility it's insane yeah i i don't know it's it's like i've seen uh you know, like the little the little oven that like Eastwood makes. It looks like a big toaster oven, and yeah. you can do like small stuff. Like Jimmy did, like a hammer in it. I feel like something like that would be useful for like a small part that you wanna just yeah, have a nice cool. coating on. You know, um, but I don't know. You can also like I've seen guys online that will buy an electric oven like off Craigslist for fifty bucks, and you put a PID in it, and you can you know you can heat treat. I mean, you can uh, powder coat anything that'll fit in the oven. Mm-hmm. You know. A PID just controls the temperature oh. like better than uh, all it does is like it when the temperature reaches where it needs to reach, it shuts off. As it starts to drop, it turns back on. It's the same thing that your that your heat treating oven has. Oh, okay, um, okay. But you could put that in any shape. You know, like guys make their own heat treating ovens for knives. You could buy a you know an electric oven mm. um, and put one of those in it, and you'd have whatever size the oven is, and you could you could powder coating. I think is only three hundred and twenty five or four hundred degrees. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred. So it's not like it's really not like that high tech of a thing. If it is, if you're trying to do like a car frame, you need a huge oven that's going to maintain temperature and heat evenly. Mm-hmm. But if you know, you know, uh, you know, Eastwood came out with what looks like a walk-in refrigerator oven, which I thought was really cool that you could buy for like a thousand bucks, which would be good for like a shop like yours, Paul, where if you needed to do like columns or something and you wanted to powder coat them you know you just like have this little oven it? It. it's like the size of like a small walk-in refrigerator really? like how much is it yeah i think it's a i want to say it's a couple grand i don't know um uh-huh. let me see but it's they they did uh it's uh it's 5400 bucks it's four foot by four foot by six foot hmm pretty good footprint i mean that's like a pallet bad, you know, yeah. like, if you were you making like motorcycle carts and stuff like yeah like you were making smaller stuff, like trying to like manufacture them. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, it's the thing is like, um, you know, it doesn't have a huge footprint. They also make a spray booth that is the same exact footprint that you could like put next to it. So the idea is that you could buy the spray booth and the oven and for like 10 or 12 grand, you could bring all your powder coating in house. If you were making like, you know, bumpers or, you know, I see a lot of guys in like the off-roading scene that do like push bars and roof racks. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sure that's probably great for people like that. I don't know. I just got a job at a for a beach club, and it's these like I have to make like 20 of these canopies, and they want them 
galvanized, but color galvanized black. I got to go to huh. Boston. There's a, the only place around here that does it's Boston. What is it? Spray galvanized or it's dip no, galvanized? No, it's dip, but it's like colored somehow. It's some huh. like strange process. I don't know. The galvanizing. Did I ever tell you about the galvanizing place in like near Hartford that I that I go to? Like no. to get stuff done. It's so crazy. Like how unenvironmentally friendly oh, and how everybody there. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. all these guys are running around there. You could see the fumes just like bellowing oh. out of the place. It's all open. There's guys running around, you know, breathing everything in all day. It's like all these guys must just get cancer. It's like terrible. Like I don't even yeah. know how it's allowed. It's like My how it's not more regulated. Ink factory. And that's yeah. how like that place was like his hands were always just like, just, I don't even know, like just different colors and everything. Like yeah. whatever they were working on like that blue and it was like always in his skin and everything. But where I grew up, there was a smelting uh, place next to, <laughs> next to the park where I used to play hockey and everything. <laughs> I remember that yeah. as a kid. All those kids, everyone that oh. played hockey at that point. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I always yeah. wondered when like, um, you know how when they put in the telephone poles? I mean, Derek, you deal uh-huh. with this pizza place. You know, those are put in a giant vat of formaldehyde. Oh, yeah, right. You know, like, you could just imagine, like, a river of formaldehyde somewhere in, like, Arkansas that they're, these people are just, like, dying at 40. Our old yeah. garage, we had a pole pile right next to the fence. And on the other side of the fence was a playground for a condominium complex. Oh, and, like, they would fight us all the time because in yeah. the summertime – that stuff just heats up, you know, just melt and be like off gases. Yep. Oh it would God. rain and just be no. like a yellow river, oh, yeah. like formaldehyde. So bad. It's funny oh. because they. Is it really formaldehyde or is it like. It's, pre- it's like the creosote in the pole. It's like, it's all like pressure treated, right? Kind well, of. They just changed. They use different preservatives because preservatives, certain states allow different things, but oh. they got away from creosote, but they allow that again. And it's like, I don't know why they do, but. That's the nasty stuff. That's the stuff you see it like around the base of the pole, like it drips yeah. down the pole and melts out of it. Crazy, crazy. I, I was uh, Macklin once when we first opened the shop, showed up with two like railroad ties that he had like found in a pile somewhere. And I remember he was cutting them with one of my circular saws and like the whole saw just got covered in the crease. Like, <laughs> you and then a coffee table with it. Well, so he made like a bench out of it. And then my boss was like, dude, I wouldn't even sit on that. <laughs> like, I wouldn't yeah. even like go near it. Like if you yeah. sit on it, you got to like take a shower after because you're like, getting so many carcinogens. <laughs> and then it's funny because we were talking about it. One of the guys I worked with was like, oh, yeah, he's like. Uh, when I was, you know, younger, one of my buddies said he got all this material to build a retaining wall. And, uh, you know, he found it all. He asked me if I would come and work for the weekend. So he went to his friend's house and all he had was creosote railroad ties. And they built like a whole huge retaining wall out of it. And he's like, I felt sick for like a week after we were done from just cutting it. That's and just bad. Breathing in. Oh, God. Yeah, that oh, stuff is like nasty stuff. It's horrible. It's not made. It's literally made to like kill bacteria and preserve in the rain. So like whatever it gets inside you, it, it's just not good. You know, no. it's funny where my kids used to row the Malden River. Oh, didn't you they, say it was, yeah. like, toxic? Yeah, yeah. So they ended up shutting us down. If it rained out, they couldn't row for, like, three days, right? Because yeah. the sewers would overflow? It, yeah, because the way it is, the Malden, all the storm drains drain into there. And the years ago, there used to be all factories that used to dump into it. Oh. So they literally would check it, and they would – um 
they put these like weight weighted cups down and they'll scoop it out and it's literally like comes out it's like a bucket of tar from the bottom of the river it's so bad they just said they don't even bother trying to clean it because it can't be cleaned because it's like stagnant water mm-hmm. so they have a oh, big wow. thing like we would have regattas and um crews teams would come from out of state and like you know paul if you win your regatta they throw the the cocks in the, yeah. in the water they used to have to sign a thing saying that they wouldn't do that and one because <laughs> they, they anyway. would die <laughs> yeah they have yeah. to get their stomach but, pumped seriously so then we, because one team did that, we had to buy portable showers. Yeah. And they had to have them on site. So if anybody got wet, they would have to um, do it. It was, it was horrible. And it, some it, kid it, catches it, a crab and gets launched into oh, the God, dude, So bad because it's like, it's too bad because it's like, you know, it, you know, years ago it was just a, a big dump. Now it's, you know, mm. they put all nice condos there and everything. So it looks beautiful, but mm. it's just a shame just to, you know, but that's, you know, back in the day, that's what they did. They didn't get yeah. it yet, you know? Even, like, by me uh, now, like, I live right by the water. I knew a guy. He was the uh, he was the harbor master or the uh-huh. bay constable, one of those. And he, there's no cl- uh, there no clamming allowed at the beach by uh-huh. me. And, you know, you'd see guys. You'd see a lot of, like, Asian and South American, like, families would go out and they'd dig for clams in the beach. And he would get out of his car, like, even when he wasn't on duty and, like, tell them to leave. Uh-huh. And they'd all get pissed at him, like, come on, we're just trying to, you know, like, like, who are you to say we yeah. can't take these clams? I'm and he's like, no, your life. yeah, that's what yeah. he'd say. He's like, I'm not trying to, like, stop you from harvesting these animals, but, yeah. like, you will die if you eat these. Because what, like, the, where I am, I mean, and you guys have been up, it looks to Long Island Sound, yeah. Paul's near too. The town next over from me, when it rains heavy, they have the ability to yeah. open up their sewers That's and exactly. drain into the sound. Me too. Because all Still. the sewers and the storm drains, yeah. are, when it overflows, it runs into mm-hmm. the storm drains and yeah. right out into the into Long Island Sound. Yeah. yeah. So these guys are digging for clams that are literally bathing in sewage oh, all man. the time. Mercury and heavy metal yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're bitching at him about you know him telling them like hey guys you got to stop because they think it's like a money thing people think that like mm-hmm. oh they just don't want us to take these clams for free <laughs> they want yeah. us to like go buy them it's like well you know well I'll, I'll tell you what so massachusetts like so i remember when i was a kid like boston harbor was just so disgusting you know and they did the big dig and they were going to move all the sewers would run right into the, the harbor and they uh did this thing and people like it's never gonna happen i remember it took like 20 years they built uh dare island and spectacle island and it's like this huge sewage system out of the harbor so they built two tunnels under the highway mute your mic jordan if you're gonna drink out of a straw and then um <laughs> just tell jeff that that wasn't us that was yeah, jordan. That was jordan but um and and so they built two two um tunnels for the cars and they built a tunnel for all the sewage to go out to Dare Island. And now Boston Harbor, you go out like into the, the waterfront and it's beautiful. You can see wow. you know, through the ocean and stuff. It's amazing. The Charles River, you can't swim in it, but they don't allow you to. They said that it still does have some issues. But I remember as a kid, that was like a big joke, like how they're wasting all this money. And it's it's amazing how clean that water is now, you know, and um, it just shows you, you know, but it was, you know, billions of dollars they had to spend you know, on it to do it. But just um, it was worth it in the end, I guess. The Speaking only of- waterways that de- that uh, Jordan has to deal with are uh, all the different swimming holes in, in Austin, Texas, and all the various 
grossness that's in those. I mean, you, you hit the swimming spots. You have to. I live. I live on the swimming spot. Yeah, it's called the Green Belt. Uh, but yeah, there's there's multiple accesses, but uh, it's not. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, you know, that's it, just filled with like beer and piss. I mean, the ideal time to go is not when it's been sitting, but like a couple days after a good rain. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely hiked down there, and I'm just like, mm, I'm gonna go ahead and turn around because that looks pretty nasty. I oh. remember where I used to go when I go to Austin. What Barton Springs? Yeah, I live right down the street from there. Yeah, Barton Springs is uh, it's like a public pool in a river. It's like the strangest thing. You go, yeah, yeah. And it's got like it's got like ladders and a lifeguard, but it's a river with fences on either side so that the water is running through it. But you're swimming in like a a natural swimming pool. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's it's like a constant 67 degrees all like all year round. So people go in the winter, uh, go swimming, and it's warmer in there than it is outside, kind of thing. Mm. But uh, Barton Space is cool. It's like I don't go too much, and like if anyone listens to this, I, I just I feel like if I'm sitting on a hill and relaxing, like I should be doing something productive. And I also don't want to listen to the hippies over here pounding on their bongo drums and playing kumbaya on their guitar. Like I just want to go and relax. Like, you know, but there's, yeah, it's just, it's not, eh, it's not really for me. No offense to the hippies. That's, that's <laughs> there was one spot in Austin that had like a, like a big cave you could kind of swim under. I can't remember what it was called now. That's called, uh, well, there's Krause Springs and then there is Hamilton pool and that's Hamilton, what it is. Hamilton pool. That one's cool. That one's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Barton Springs. Uh, Barton Springs is super clean. and It's always moving. And that's why there's never it's never stagnant water. Mm-hmm. Where like the Green Belt, you'll find pockets of that you know you typically would swim in. Like I said, a couple of days after it rains and it's flowing. But if it, you know if you go down there right now, it's not a good idea. <laughs> well, you got like people bring their dogs and their dogs do whatever they do in the water and it just sits and hangs uh, out. Real yeah. nice stuff. Derek and Paul, have you guys ever been to Austin? No, I want to go to Texas badly. I haven't been though. Come on down. Yeah, I, I, once this uh, world opens back up. Yeah, I, like- I, keep talking, I keep talking to Derek about coming up there to visit you guys and uh, slamming some lobster rolls. Thank you for reminding me. I wanted to tell you, I'll let you learn a little secret, New England seafood secret. Mm-hmm. If you're in New England and you're in Massachusetts and you get steamers, if they are gritty, they're not from Massachusetts. What's, so, a What's a steamer? Clam. You know, <laughs> I, don't, clam I, don't, I, I don't do clams. You take a clam and they just steam them and they open up. You dip them in butter and you oh. just eat them. Ugh. Oh, my <laughs> God. I like, I like certain type, types of like seafood. Oh. and like Look depends on how they're prepared. My hair is standing up on my arms right now. Oh. Oyster. Oh. Ugh. Oh, slurp up the oyster? Come no, on. I don't like them raw like that. Oh. Okay, let, let, me, let me explain to you. Let me explain hold to you. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So in Massachusetts, they have to soak them for two days. And all the to sand, clean them? Yeah, yeah. And so all the sand goes through their body. So when you eat them, there's no sand in the bellies. You eat the belly and everything. See, I don't see the appeal to eating a raw oyster because to me, it's like if I just blew my nose in a shell. Thank you. Yeah. you. Thank so, you. That's what it looks like. But I would well, like – you know, cooked ones or like clams yeah. or like, then you're you know. haven't had good oysters. Good oysters. No, I just don't. Good. I've never tried them. Listen, the oyster. You know me. If I'm gonna yeah. eat an oyster, it's gonna be a good oyster. I just don't yeah. want to eat them. I'll give it a yeah, shot no, one it's, day. It's, 
it's funny. So when you go out, like I'm not an oyster snob, but like there's yeah. a real, real high end seafood place by us. There's and one like, near people me. People would get oysters just depending on where they're from. Yeah, like, they, they have, have all different places. Yeah. And, yeah. So like some are salty, some are big, some are small. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. people like certain ones. So I always get a variety and you can definitely tell taste a difference in them and stuff. Yeah, I'm but, sure. Yeah, like sometimes if they're too big, but I like it because it's um they give you like the sauce and the horseradish. You gotta load it's, it up with that stuff to mask yeah. the uh No, it's they're good. It's exactly it's, I mean it's like a, um yeah, I guess it is kind of like a sauce. It's, no, it's like a little salty. It's like, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like Free Willy swimming up to you and spitting in your but mouth. I, yeah. But <laughs> I, I tell you, don't knock it till you try it. I know. I'm sure it. it's good. I'm sure it's good. Yeah, I, no, just, it is good. I have weird taste buds, but yeah. I do like the. Do you ever have Escargo? Yeah, love that. Um, I don't know if I've had that. That yeah. stuff is yummy. Yeah, yeah it's smothered in garlic and butter. It's anything good with it's garlic. Squinjili? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, that's the same thing with. With with fried food and, and you can fry, deep fry a napkin and it'll be the best thing you ever yeah, had. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But so. but the oyster the oysters is just is just whale snot, man. Ooh. I don't like them raw, but I like them cooked. I've had a Royster uh, a Royster an oyster Rockefeller, and that one was yeah, that okay. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. an oyster Rockefeller? It's, it's like baked with cheese and breadcrumbs. Chris only knows yeah. Starbucks and pizza, so it's you a, know. It's, yeah. the, it's the way the the blue collar eat their oysters. Yeah. I don't know. I don't dabble in anything that like lives on the ocean floor. Yeah, uh, nothing. You don't. Oh, yeah, you afraid of that paella? You didn't even eat that. Dude, no way. No <laughs> way. I. I I could. Who knows? It's well, funny. I, I know a lot of people that are like that. They want yeah. food because it's not like controlled what they can eat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I is something. So I used to like <laughs> shrimp a lot when I was younger, and then a couple of times I got really sick, like multiple times eating shrimp, and I was convinced yeah. I was just allergic to shrimp. But I think I was just eating bad shrimp. Well, so yeah, because like, a while. Yeah, I mean, I had shrimp last night. Yeah. We got sushi, which is the stretch for me because there was some sort of weird weird something sitting on top of one of the rolls i just kind of pushed off to the side i'm like angela what is this she's like i don't know I'm like yeah i'm not even i don't trust i'm extra like particular with seafood if i'm gonna have it like i'm you don't just go you like there's people yeah, that go no, to the grocery yeah. store and get the prepacked sushi i'm like what are you guys retarded like yeah, i mean I, you're gonna get you, you deserve to get food poisoning yeah like you're, you're getting, getting sushi sushi. i don't know well, Paul, when you when you come when you guys come out to Austin, they, we have one of the top sushi restaurants in the country. And I'm sure Austin, Austin's got a lot of good food. It's called Uchi, and they fly in every single day. It comes in fresh. Wow. And it is it is unreal. I've, any anyone I've taken from out of town is kind of like oh, I don't know about sushi in Texas, and they sit down and it's every single bite is just like wow, mmm, like this is it's the best. That's pretty cool. I love like the whole. Um like culture of like the real japanese sushi like like the way they train the people and like you get you you try and get a job at a sushi like a traditional japanese sushi place and they make you wash the rice for like three years before they even let you touch anything else like the way yeah. japanese people do stuff is so interesting like it just it's like yeah, a craft like everything is a craft everything has to be mastered it's a yeah there's no like you know we're over here like just mcdonald's wendy's you know they're over there you know, you got to wash the rice for three years before you even touch a, a piece of fish. Like, it's oh. interesting the way they do things. Yeah, no, we don't have those. Uh, we don't have that no. type of discipline here in the, no. <laughs> in the United Starbucks, States. Starbucks, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. 
So, yeah, like, Chris, you don't say throw. Chris, you don't do lobster either, huh? Uh, I'll have lobster. I mean, you know, if it, it it depends. I mean, it's not like I don't go out of my way. Like if I go to a restaurant and there's lobster on the menu, I'm not like, oh, I really want lobster. But if mm-hmm. if it's like if it comes up, I'm not gonna not eat it because lobster is delicious. I mean, who doesn't like lobster? I remember when I was uh, when I went to school in Boston, there was a place by my apartment that my da- my dad loved lobster, and every I can't remember what it was called now. But every time we'd come to Boston, he'd get a lobster roll. And I was like, I remember one time he's like, oh, next time, like, you know, he was at my apartment and he's like, oh, you're going out. Get me a lobster roll. <laughs> and I don't know. I no concept of what that costs. And I remember like I get like this lunch and the lobster roll is like $18. That's good. That's and my good sandwich time. is like like $6. And I'm like, what Just the hell? like $30. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is $18? It's the same size as my sandwich. I can't remember what it was now. But Dude, the place, the, the legal place I, no, it was like a sandwich place that had lobster rolls. Your lobster rolls out here are like thirty-eight bucks. Uh, isn't there I like grill? a really good food truck, like a famous lobster roll truck called like Cousins Main Lobster or something? Oh, it's no. on like Shark Tank, no. I think. No, it's, it's like two, Luke. Um, it's two brothers or something, or two cousins that have it. Um, I think it's called Cousins. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking. They have a store in downtown Boston. Oh, do they? Yeah. But real quick, I remember there's a seafood, like a roast beef seafood place by us that's well known for their like seafood. And um, did you just say roast beef seafood? Yeah, that's a New England <laughs> thing. It's a New England thing. Roast beef. Wait, there. what's the name of the place? Kelly's. 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 Okay, yeah, well, I've been to Kelly's roast beef. Guys, a bazillionaire. But anyways, we go there and it's like two drive-throughs, and I'm always like, oh, they're going to screw up the orders and stuff. So we order two lobster rolls and two cups of chowder. We go up. Guy's like, yeah, $66. I'm like, yeah, I just got two lobster rolls and two chowders. He's like, yeah, $66. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, right? But uh, we go out to dinner. I'm trying to think if my in-laws or anybody on my wife's, like, my father's side of the family would listen to this. So I don't care. But anyways, we go out. <laughs> I'll tell the story because it's kind of every episode we have to kind of think like, I wonder if this person is going to ever hear this. We go out, we're in Philly, and we go to Del Frisco's, right? For dinner, right? Paul, you must have been to Del Frisco's. I've heard of it. I've heard of Uh, it. Beautiful, beautiful. The one in Philly is the nicest one. It's just in an old bank. It's phenomenal. Is it Steakhouse? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the best, the best. So uh, we go there, and my daughter's rowing for college. They came in first place. It was like a big deal. So we go out to dinner. Well, my in-laws are there. They first time they went down to Philly, and you know my father-in-law's got a couple in them. So this family next to us gets lobster tail. Now they're huge. These lobster tail, and they bring it over. And they do like a like a presentation at the side of the table. They open it. Everything. It's a big deal. So one of my daughters loves lobster. So she's kind of eyeing them, right? And it's a steakhouse. So. We go to order. My father-in-law says, <laughs> I think I told you the story, Paul. So he goes, get get lobster. So she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I feel funny. It's a steakhouse. He's like, get whatever you want. So she says, all right, I'll get lobster. So it's broiled. It's like broiled lobster. So she doesn't like broiled lobster. So I'm kind of trying to talk her out of it. And he's trying to break my balls and say, oh, you know, just let her order her own thing. So she orders it. So. The waitress comes over and she says, sir, um, I just let me check because I think we only have large lobster tails left, right? <laughs> he's like, no. so now he's got a couple in him. He goes, I don't care. He goes, get my granddaughter everything she wants. She <laughs> wants her crew thing. 
So she says, sir, let me just check. He says, I don't care. So oh my God. Okay. So she gets a lobster tail. They put it in front of her. She just looks at it. I says, she don't fucking like it. Like she, <laughs> she fucking yeah, thing, she's right? got a dinosaur sitting in so front of her on the plate. Yeah, so, yeah, so my <laughs> wife's sitting there too, and she knows exactly what's going on too. So yeah. I said, Samantha, let me try. I don't want to throw out what kid it was. <laughs> so uh, I says, let me try that. He says, oh, don't touch her lobster. That's oh her lobster. God. Okay, whatever. So she's like, Dad, can I try some of your steaks? I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm trying to play it off, right? So he's drunk. He's having a great time for himself. He gets the bill. He pays it. So they flew down. So I, the next morning I get up and I said, let me drive them to the airport. So the whole night I'm saying, I'm dying to know what he paid for it. Because the waitress was like, sir, all we have is large ones left, right? Wait, so what happened to the lobster? Where the lobster so go? He kind of ate some of it. I ate some of it. It got it got oh, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. lot, right? You but he's the whole time. Yeah. So he gets in the car <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, You have no idea what I fucking paid for that lobster tail last <laughs> night. I'm just laughing, right? What do you think he paid for a lobster tail? What did he pay? Like 250 bucks or something? Uh, I have close. no concept. It was 185 bucks. Oh wow. That's a yeah. lot. How big it must have been yeah. a huge lobster. It was it was big. It was big. Yeah. I, I want to say it was eighteen ounces or something. Jesus, it, Christ. it was just the tail. Just the, tail, yeah. the waitress was just warning him though. She's like, "Sir, let me check." And That's he got a couple. Of of, oh, nope, nope, nothing's too good for my granddaughter. I'm like, oh, yeah. I would grab his ankles. I would. It's like when you go to a restaurant, and you see like something with like truffle in it. Yeah, and it's like 150 bucks, and you're like, God, it's it's worth it. <laughs> it's almost yeah. worth it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> like Dobby black truffle or like something. The best. I would gladly put down a 20-ounce lobster tail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just we're, and just run out on the bill. Yeah. I See, mean, it's not for us. Christina's cousin's a lobsterman, so I can get oh, a wow. cheap. So, like, yeah, like when we go to dinner, it's like I'm not paying for lobster. I'll have them at yeah. my house, but I'm not. I'm, I'm having lobster tonight. Nice, nice. Is that because of this conversation, or were you already planning on that? I mean, I got sort of food with this. Part I don't know. I've got a tail in the in the freezer right now, but I think I might go get another one. Nice, nice. Yeah, Speaking I, of it, I, Paul, I've been watching your mama arc. Oh, she's the best. Oh we, me God. and my mom were just watching her today. Dude, did you see the one she makes that tortilla thing? Oh, she's dude, like, the crunch wraps cream. Yeah. Dude, she's unreal. What that thing? That's a Taco Bell thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. No, dude. If if I I just said we, me and my mom were talking about this. We're like, if we had like millions of dollars, I would do whatever it takes to hire that lady to cook for us. But I just told her we'd all be 500 pounds because her cooking is not healthy at all. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, dude, it's just crazy the stuff she's making. And it's funny. She's got like this shitty little kitchen. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. Like, she, that's what we were just grill. talking about. Yeah. It's she's amazing. got like all the type of stuff my grandma would see like on QVC. Yeah. Like that type so of shit. She matches up the burgers. Yeah. Like, yeah. With little... it up, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. funny though. But I, he used to drive me nuts. And that's like, I think it's funny now though. It's like, he's got the whole shtick done. Don't forget yeah. the bad. Yeah, the Bev, yeah. Un, un, and he's got rap TikTok. music playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yo, Mama. Hey, Papa Ock. He's got the yeah. father involved now. What's up, boy? <laughs> I haven't seen Nana Pia in a while. I hope Nana Pia's all right. I got to check up on her. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys. So, uh, anybody who wasn't listening before, Mama Ock is on TikTok. 
So yeah, there's Mama Aqua on YouTube too, or they just do TikTok. I think she's just, just on TikTok, TikTok and yeah. maybe Instagram too. But there's Mama Ock, there's Nana Pia, and then there's the Pasta Queen. It was the OG. But I gotta tell you, Mama Ock might be the number one. I mean, the stuff she's making is she's she's throwing heat. Yeah, <laughs> Not I don't understand. Like, I mean, I guess there's monetizing opportunities there for these people, like yeah. build these huge accounts on TikTok, and they pay. There's a TikTok. They kind of pay you like YouTube a little bit if you get a certain Someone amount of views. Me that. Yeah, you get a like a penny of view or something like that or something. I don't know. I wish that's a lot actually. I don't even think YouTube. What's YouTube? Um, I don't know. What does the YouTube divide out to? Oh, maybe it's not a lot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. You say. <laughs> I can't do that. Now. YouTube earns between one and three cents. Oh, okay. Huh. So uh, a YouTuber can make $18 per thousand ad views. Yeah, right. Eh, I don't know. What about if you're like, uh, yeah, maybe the most, you know, what did you say? Like finance stuff makes the most yeah, on YouTube? Yeah, finance makes the most. Yeah. I was just talking to that kid. Uh, uh, I, you know, I won't say who it is. I was just talking to one of my friends um, and who has a YouTube channel and he generates money on ads. And we were talking about, you know, like December is always like the good month, you know, um, for the AdSense revenue. And we were talking about CPM and his CPM is like, I don't know. It's like, I think it was like four or $5 um, because his channel is not in the education sector mm-hmm. and the education sector CPM is like 10 or 11. So it's like a huge difference. But wow. I've had a couple of those TikTok videos go viral and I'm like, shit, I, why, why the hell am I not getting paid on TikTok? You got to like sign up for it or something. I don't I'll know. I'll sign whatever I got to sign. You know, they yeah. already like own like probably my social security number. Yeah, and my of whole course. Yeah. Cause they sent it right to Beijing, all your information. Yeah, exactly. They got it in a file. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like, why, why not make money on it? I see that guy, uh, Cedar Lore. Dave Delagard, you guys mm-hmm. follow him? Mm-hmm. I know he is. Yeah. Those crazy swords, those Celtic swords. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's doing a whole brand, a branding thing with TikTok where they like oh, wow. paid him just to make content on TikTok. So he makes like all these videos um, you know, on TikTok just to, just because they want him to. TikTok's know? unreal. Dude, I was strong through TikTok. I got TikTok. one video. How'd it do? 79 views. <laughs> uh, you know what I've done? And I did this what? with, well, the last video didn't really work because I don't think I did enough. But I just, if the video doesn't get views, I've done little experiments with TikTok. If the video doesn't get views, I just delete it and repost it. And like until it gets, until it catches on. Yeah. Like, I've only posted uh-huh. three videos. But I just want to see, work. I should just delete this one again because it only got 900. My last one got 130,000. But yeah. like I'm gonna delete this one and repost it again and see what happens. I'm gonna delete it. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, there we go. That stupid, the stupid drill one got two million. Then the yeah. next video got three hundred and sixty-nine. That's crazy. That's it. It's not possible. It's just not. No, it can't make do. sense. Do you TikTok, Jordan? No. Um, one of the best apps ever. I oh, think it might I forgot we had a guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, CSO. <laughs> I thought he took off. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm yeah. just here for the ride. I uh, I don't TikTok. I I have the app. I have a I have a setup, but I it's just good. Well said. It's a lot. It's a lot to uh, it's a lot to do. It's another avenue of just social media. And I do Instagram. I stopped doing Facebook, and 
I mean, it's to me, it's just I don't know. Unless you're just transferring the stuff that you're already doing on Instagram to TikTok. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. I, I mean, I mean, who gives like, a shit? Well, my, I just don't finding the time and the energy to do that when it's like I'm busy with work in the shop. Mm. Yeah. You got to post a lot. There's people posting like multiple times a day, and they have like a lot of success. But I just I don't know. Right, but those I, all, but those videos take. Don't those aren't don't those videos don't take fifteen seconds. To no, do. they're they're yeah. You got to put time into them. Right. Some people are so good though. Some people, the people on the internet are so funny. The stuff I see, it, it's it's amazing. The stuff people come up with so fast too. Mm-hmm. Like the me, oh god, it's just, it's funny. But I watched the whole UFC fight last night on TikTok for free. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through because I knew it was on, and I'm like. Huh. And then Dane, there was this whole big thing about Dana White saying he's coming after everyone who's illegally streaming. Oh my god, dude, the memes already. Bernie Sanders choking out Conor McGregor. It's like crazy. The fight but, was crazy. Oh, I know. I can't. I can't. I had. I had a weird feeling Poirier was going to win that one. Yeah. And I had. A, I had a weird feeling if he won it, if he did win it, it was going to be by a knockout. But I also like it's Conor, so you're like he's never yeah. been knocked out. He's never been knocked out. It's a little sad. It was almost a little sad watching Connor lose. I'm like, I couldn't Damn. believe you see like Jake Paul was, after oh, that. Oh, dude, too. Jake Paul is just he's such a douche. That guy's what that, he, that guy's a schmuck. Well, there's he a whole fifty million dollars. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Now he's only offering. Yeah, he goes, now he's only offering ten thousand. video and he's laugh, dying laughing. He goes, "Listen, oh. Connor, listen, Connor, I'll give you ten thousand now. I'll give you ten thousand dollars." And he how much was he video. gonna give him before? Fifty million. He was just joking. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. I think did have the funding to give him fifty mil. I don't know. I think he might have actually. Like they're doing these fights with Triller now. Triller is like a TikTok competitor, but now they're also hosting these, all these fights. Like I don't know what the deal I is. Will, but I'll take I'll take Jake Paul and smack him around. I don't, dude. He's not a professional fighter, but he yeah, no, kind of, but he definitely kind of, you know. Yeah. Did you see what he did to Nate Rob? I mean, Nate Robinson. You get your ass kicked for twenty five million dollars. Oh, I'll get people get their ass kicked for nothing. <laughs> oh, I'll do it, but I'm not going to win. I'll kick his ass, and he can still pay me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so imagine, bad. Like, imagine some unknown though coming out and just beating the shit out. Of him. He needs to get the shit kicked out of him. That kid. I volunteer as, as tribute. Did, did you see what happened with um? Dylan Dan, you know the guy Dylan Danis. He's Conor McGregor's yeah. like training partner, and then Jake Paul like ran up on him when he was doing a some type of interview. Yeah, with um, water And then he threw like water balloons and toilet paper at him. But let me tell you something: that kid Dylan Danis grabbed the hold. Of, he would all those guys would have been asleep on the ground because that kid's like <laughs> one of the best jujitsu. Uh, I'd mop the floor with that guy too. <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> see now we got to get Jordan in the Maker Fighting League, dude. Jordan, oh. got, Jordan's got some. I forgot about some... the Maker Fighting League. Yeah, you got some beefs. You got some maker beefs. Him and Tyler Bell. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, Tyler definitely, Tyler. there's definitely a Jordan. I, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler would put me in his foot by so fast. He'll hug you to death. Yeah. No, Tyler would have some sort of like Tyler would have some sort of like like crazy like Rube Goldberg trap. Or like as you approach, yeah. he'd like fix his glasses, and the next thing you know, like a laser beam would like shoot through your eyeball, <laughs> and you'd just be laying on the ground dead. And then he'd be apologizing, but but behind his st- behind his safety glass, <laughs> yeah, he'd be behind his blast shield with a potato cannon that shot shrapnel into your head. The Maker Fighting League, I think, could be really good. I think if we can grow the market share of the Maker YouTube uh, 
channel we could have some you know instead of just these like youtubers and and vine stars getting into the battles we could get you know maker fighting like everybody's making swords and shit anyway we might as well try to use them on each other but jake paul and dylan dylan danis on on top of my list yeah yeah i'll take them on i'll take them both on blindfolded I think that I think that everyone in the Instagram and YouTube maker community should uh, try to get the Growler Domestics name in front of Jake Paul so that this fight can happen. You know, <laughs> can I you mean, imagine how many people want to fight him now? Probably, uh, a bunch of athletes are coming out and trying to like a bunch of like people you never even heard of, like random yeah, hockey players. That. That's that's exactly what he wants. Yeah, but they sure. would never even do it with them because they're not big enough name. Like that's how cr- that that's these kids saying. are. These kids are smart. Like mm-hmm. they, they act like you know assholes, but the, the Logan yeah. Logan seems like less of an asshole. But they know exactly what they're doing. They're very calculated cool. and like look look at what happened. He, Logan's fighting Floyd Mayweather, who's arguably the best boxer of all time. It's like this other kid's probably gonna end up fighting Connor now. Like I saw, I saw something saying that uh, they postponed, they pushed back the Mayweather fight because uh, not, there's not enough generated interest. Really? Huh? I gotta look at that. I mean, he, that huh. dude is so much bigger than Mayweather. I know. I don't know what. Like, I don't even know what to like. I don't even know what to think of. Like, I, don't, I don't even know if Mayweather could reach his his face. I don't know if the kid will be able to hit. It's the, the, the it's the same situation. It's like the kid will chances are not even be able to touch Mayweather. But if he does get lucky, yeah. then may I don't know. But it's like it's kind of just weird. It's like it doesn't make it's sense. Very, it's very strange. It's all just like I mean, it was always spectacle, right? You're watching two guys like beat the shit out of each other, but now it's just become so high, like so sensationalized to have these, you know, a YouTube kid who used to yeah. run around and do wits in public like yeah. on vine that's what logan paul used to do he'd run around and like like do like a backflip in public and people would be like oh my god it's like crazy i tell you uh, something though i wouldn't want to freaking get in a fight with either of those two brothers though to beat the shit out of big, probably big, any big average boy. person I'd like to see, why don't they beat the shit out of each other that's, that's what, what that's I what one of the other things is they think they're, that they're gonna yeah. do that eventually too they said they said their, their mother made them sign a contract they wouldn't <laughs> uh it's a, yeah i don't know maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. They're they're all schmucks. <laughs> so we're getting Jordan. Uh, Jordan is going to be on the next fight card. I think you should give up on the furniture and just try to work your way up through the underground fight circuit so that you could eventually fight Jake Paul. I mean, by the time that happens, he's going to be like eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, man, all right, help help him get out of his wheelchair. Yeah, I'll put him back in. Well, what Tyson is how old, and he just had that fight with uh. Yeah, that was crazy. See, it's just weird. It's a weird energy or dynamic, like, and maybe it was just like the production level on it. I don't know. It was a, that was a weird one, where it didn't. Like, I'm watching our grandparents go out. Like, right. Uh, but even when like I watched Connor and May, and Mayweather go at it, it was it, a weird energy. Like, he didn't belong there. That was clear after it started. He didn't belong, but. Yeah, I think Connor was the first one to start talking shit and getting fights for it. You know, he was the first mm-hmm. one to cross over from boxing or UFC and go into boxing. And I think Derek's asleep. No, I'm reading something. He's reading about the the, uh, the next uh, Jake Paul fight. I actually am. <laughs> I, I think I think Derek could take Jake Paul. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, it's uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I watch, I, I like watch a lot of those fights and it, it's, you know, like these guys in, in general, I was thinking about this the other day, like they're all usually really well matched. Right. But it doesn't take much to like have one slip and get clipped in the jaw. And then that's it. Like, you know, the best fighter gets one slip. I mean, like if, if McGregor didn't get, he got hit in the face a lot mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, but it, it doesn't take too much. Like it, like one of those misses and, and, and Poirier like kind of swinging past him and then Connor like connecting with his chin, that would have been it. And it would have been, it'd be a totally different conversation. You know, it's, there's, there's a good amount of, I don't know. There's, I don't want to say luck. I don't know if luck's the right word, but sometimes these guys get lucky. Somebody slips and get well, the knee to the face. Yeah. It's a, it's always a, it's always a toss up. Someone's going to always get caught. There's a, there's obviously levels to your skill set there, but, yeah. but for these two last night, there was, there was just throw and fight. They're just throwing bombs. Yeah. Like, you know, I think Poirier poor got lucky and he clipped him and rocked he him. Broke I, uh, he, he broke his leg. He broke his leg. Yeah, and then Connor couldn't move, and then he started just teeing off on him. Right, right. That's right. what he was doing. That's what they were saying from the beginning. They were talking about the leg kicks, and then Connor. They were. They noticed. They're like, "Oh, Connor's his, his calf." They, they kept kicking. He kept kicking him in the calf. And I, they're like, "Oh, sums up with his leg." And then he just the second round, he couldn't really walk around much more. And then he just got clipped a couple times, and then it was over from there. He just teed yeah, off on him. I wa- I rewatched it. I think twice after the and uh, you watch him stepping, and he's just like dragging that leg and just like, yeah. Oh. That thing doesn't work, does it? Oh God! <laughs> it's like it's like a dead leg. It's fully just not functional. It's, it's crazy. It's I wonder brutal. if Dustin Poirier fights uh, Khabib. Dude, I gotta tell you about my boxing coach for a little while. Here we go. Pinto's in the fighter league now too. Dude, th- so I wanted to like just do take boxing lessons just for like exercise and stuff, just for fun. And we found this you gym. There, you're just you're trying to work your way up to be able to beat up Gian. I know. Yeah, yeah, Gian probably beat the shit out of me. She's pretty freaking <laughs> brutal. But um, so anyway, we I found this gym in Norwalk, which is like two towns over, and it, it's like this big warehouse with like all this like it looked like out of a movie. Like it was like like just what you picture when you think of like a some like fighting like boxing gym. Like all these old stuff all around, big, you know, heavy bags hanging from the ceiling, you know. And out comes this little short, he's probably five feet tall, this little like Dominican guy with an afro with a bald spot. So it was just a ring of hair around his head. He was like five feet tall. His hands were all like, looked like he was like crippled. Like he could barely walk. He's got like a knee brace on. And he's like speaking half English, half Spanish. You couldn't understand what he was saying. And then he was telling us, he started telling me, like, and I, I just went in there just to like, you know, check the place out and like see what the deal was. He immediately starts giving me a lesson in, in my jeans and a hoodie. He starts having mm-hmm. me like throw punches and stuff, hit the bag. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? My dad's with me. He's taking videos because it's like the craziest thing you've ever seen. Like, I, he's You're got telling us that he's like in all these movies he's a movie star and he took us into his office he said he's a movie star in the dominican republic there's all these like movie posters of him like shredded shred like i mean shredded from like 30 years ago in the air you know flying through the air it was like the most bizarre thing in the world his name was like he called himself kalazans or something he, i think he's still there like he called himself one one name no first name no last name it was just kalazans and like I went for like 
a couple, like a couple of months, but I, I didn't, I did a couple things with him. And then I found another kid that worked there who just like showed up. This kid was a legit boxer. He thought the guy was crazy too. He just like moved there and like needed a job as a trainer. So he started like working there and I like trained with him for a little bit and he like, you know, he, he could beat the shit out of me like easily. Like it's so funny. Like if you're trained, it doesn't matter how big you are. If like, as long as you know what you're doing, you could, you could like beat the shit out of anybody who, who doesn't have a clue. Like there's so Yo, like, I there's found, level to it. It's like, dude, I found this outside. man, dude, crazy. This guy looks like a cartoon character. Let me find the he, videos. This dude, little guy crazy. with an Afro in a red, like Taekwondo setup with the black belt. Kalazans, Kalazans, martial full, arts. All of these times he's like barely could walk. All of a sudden he busts out into a full split. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? This guy is like, like, how, this guy is like Jackie Chan. This it looks like he's the, he's the Dominican Bruce Lee. How Dominican you, Bruce Lee. How do you spell his name? Kalazan, C A L A S A N Z. Kalazan's Martial Arts and Boxing Center oh, in dude, Norwalk, crazy. The website that's looks him. like that's a him. That's the guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it Kalazans. was crazy. And then he had these wooden sticks. He had this thing. Yeah, he got the sticks. Got, no, there's this, there's this pole that's got all these wooden sticks on, and he'd hit the sticks with his hand. I'm like, what the hell is this guy? Yeah, dude, look. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy. Yeah, I saw the picture of him kicking like the wooden from. fighting i guess i don't know it was the craziest shit i've ever seen in my life he's got a youtube channel he's got a thousand subs on youtube we're subscribing dude and then he had this on boxing and this comes up no (laughs) that's not i think you got like uh yeah i think i might have yeah i think i might got boxing i just sent you the link on this whole youtube thing that he would do like you'd he'd like do this grunting thing like for for more power or something. It was just crazy. Like gotta do the grunting oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I well, I gotta find the the videos of me doing this from when I first. Oh, showed but dude, he got charged with sexual assault. No oh, way! Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Owner of Norwalk's Kalazan's Martial Arts Get and Fitness Studio charged with sexual assault at the age of 66. Oh. Oh. 66, he went, you got so far, man. He was yeah. doing core strengthening and he and he oh my God, look sexually at assaulted and attempted to have intercourse with her. Bummer. Oh Did he slip, trip, and accidentally? Look at this hey, guy. Look at, look at this. You blew it. Oh, yep, that's it. There we go. Oh, yeah, them too. That's a lot of too. Yeah, so that's a that's that's a mighty have on. Derek could have had it all. Derek loves those guys. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. That's part of the after show, Jordan. We only talk shit in the after show. Um, Oh, I got I got somebody that wants to buy into the after show. I told him. I told him it's cash only. Cash only. We're gonna have that's coming soon to the Patreon account that we don't have. Is gonna be like a really expensive after show where we just talk and a uh, um, unfiltered shit talk on everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, no one would like me if I really went off. I give (laughs) I give about ten fifteen percent of what I really think on the free version. That's fine. I mean, listen. I don't know what likes me. I believe I 100% believe that everybody talks shit of course and, I, and everyone is just afraid to even mention that they talk shit. 
at least we have we're at least man enough to say that we talk a lot yeah. of shit but you just don't all get to hear it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well circling back to what we actually do um oh. we'll start with jordan jordan what do you got next in your life what's coming up what new and exciting for you um let's see here i am excited to do a full floating uh, office desk shelving unit out of walnut that's coming up i think i'm gonna be working with this company called uh hover hover something let me see here h-o-v-r hoover hover bracket systems they it, you channel out the back of whatever it is you want to float hmm. And it, each each bracket holds up to 300 pounds. So I'm doing, like, I think six floating walnut shelves out of eight quarter, and then I'm doing a huge 11-foot floating desk. Uh, nice. But other than that, I got some meetings lined up tomorrow with a high-end interior design firm, which I'm really excited about. I've got a brewery I am working on. It's in Dallas. And I think I've got one that I'm still waiting for them to pull the trigger, but would be in Florida. So I've got a bunch of stuff on the plate. Favorite, probably My favorite state. Yeah, stay out of Florida. There's no reason to go there. <laughs> I just I just drop it off at the border. Exactly, exactly. Have someone else deal with it. Yeah. So yeah. What the hell is wrong with Florida? I mean, what? I don't even understand what the place is. <laughs> it just needs to drop off. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Not all... Yeah. It just it just doesn't need to exist. I mean, God. I don't <laughs> no, that that's all you got to say is God. They have Disney World. <laughs> Disney World sucks. I've been there too many times. I mean, it's like, it's all right. They have one of those in California, too. Yeah, you can only watch people walk around with freaking those big, stupid turkey legs, you know. Oh. Watch them, you know, wait wait in line for so long. Yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you ever had one of those things? They're so intense. No, I've never had one of those. Yeah, yeah you're not missing out. That's like a ball of grease. I was gonna say, they're fucking horrible. I was so fucking pissed. Yeah. I, had to get, I had to get one because I was like, What's the big deal with these things? Yeah. Because it's just gross. And then I'm like, I got one. I was like, this thing sucked. No, I took a bite and threw it away. What yeah. I would like to do is go on those like VIP behind the scenes tours of Disney World where they like show you all the inner workings of it. Yeah. That would probably yeah. be pretty interesting because there's so much crazy stuff that like you mm. don't see. Like, oh, that yeah. I would do. But I'm not going I think, back I think, it, I, think it, I think it's hard for you to see anything in that pitch black room that you're sitting in. I know, dude. I, yeah. I don't have any lights on. And I, I just my screen. I'm like, oh my god, it's pitch black. This is like an interview with like an like a uh, an ex intelligence agent. Oh yeah, they like, like mask my voice. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Paul Pinto has gone dark. <laughs> did the sun set or something? Because I could see you. At yeah, the beginning. it did because it was bright, and then the sun. Was, yeah, I mean, when we started, you you I wasn't like this. <laughs> yeah, you just uh -huh. disappeared. Well, Pinto, what's next for you? What do you got coming up? More railings? Um, Surprises. Yeah, but then I got this beach club um, job that we're doing with, with these. There's like 20 canopies and then 20 tables. The canopies are all steel, and they're going to be galvanized black, like I said. And then the tables are aluminum um, tables and then uh, with like treks on the top of them. Oh, nice. Um, so that's a pretty big job that we just got. Trying You're going to make all problems. the tables from scratch? Yeah. Are they like a custom size or something? Yeah, they're custom. custom they're, um, what's that? I'm just thinking like there are so many ways to get aluminum tables. No, like, no, no. These are totally cost effective. These are these are totally custom made because they're they're burying these bases in the in the sand, 
and then the table's going to sleeve over the base and then you could unbolt them in the winter and bring the tables in and just leave the bases buried. Um, so it's kind of like a proprietary, uh, you know, thing. Um, so yeah, so that's what they wanted to do. And I just did that little structural job the other day. Um, and then I keep working on the stainless stuff. So that's it. That's about it. Nice. Derek, what do you got? Well, I hate to say it, but I am going back to work this week. Oh, um, my God. Yep. All good things must come to an end. Um, so at least for the week I'm going back, I may uh, take some time <laughs> off. On it's one week. You got to go, yeah. show up every once in a while, make I, I pieces just, get out of there. No, I, I got to go back. I feel like I don't even work there anymore. It's yeah. so bad. But, um, no, it, it's so funny. So once again, I was complaining to somebody. Um just about, you know, work and this and that. And, uh, like this weekend, I got so many orders for things I had, like, it, it's like, I'm getting orders from people that I don't know, like, which mm-hmm. it's always been like somebody that knows somebody now I'm getting stuff from like complete strangers. But, um, I got this crazy email from this guy. Um, it, it was just really, it, it was unbelievable. He's, um, I'm not going to say what he does for work, but he got injured very badly in work and almost had his leg torn off. And uh, oh, geez, he, trains, right? he, he trains tigers for a living. But um, no, and uh, he was laid up and he kind of came across um, YouTube and it just uh, he just wrote me like this beautiful letter and it was just really touching and uh, motivating and stuff like that. But it's just nice to see that, like, you know, people are out there watching and listening and, you know, being part of my my journey and uh you know i don't know it's just it's just been a good couple of weeks um you know just a, just a lot going on you know a lot of people want uh the kid that i um had some dealings with a, a while back reached out to me his wife's having twins and he wants a couple of nice custom signs made and like just really you know, letting me do what I want to do on them and uh, just a, a lot of good stuff going on. So I really don't want to go back to work, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I just, uh, you know, I just wish I could not ever go back, but that's just not reality. So I got to go back. So I'm going back to work and just um, going to keep plugging away, doing what I do. Nice. Yeah. How about you? What do you got going on? Um. Let's see. Well, I got my gate that I'm still refixing. Um, so that's fun. I finished my welding table. That was my last project. And I'm actually, I'm trying to do a bunch of, uh, a bunch of kind of smaller videos for the channel and, uh, do a couple of little projects that are a little more attainable to like normal people with normal tools. Um, the other day, Angela had a friend over and, uh, she came by the shop. She wanted like a card box. And I didn't really have like I wasn't re- I wasn't super prepared to make it. So I kind of just made one real quick with the material I had. And it came out really nice. And I only used like one piece of material. So I'm going to try to make a couple more videos for the channel. And I'm really going to uh, be doubling down on YouTube and continuing to like try to push that over the next uh, couple of months. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like kind of feeling like I'm on a track again. And I know you guys, especially like Paul, you know what it's like when you stop making videos for a while yeah. and you have to stop. And it's hard, but I feel like I'm at a point where I've like kind of restarted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if I can just keep the momentum going for the next couple of weeks, um, everything will kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. So I'm really just trying to focus on making some videos and making some stuff. So that's nice. it. 
Yeah, it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I just shot a video. I, this was kind of pertain to what Jordan was talking about before, but I just shot a video that'll probably be out by the time this podcast comes out. Um, just like how to deal with inside corners when you're welding, like how to grind them. Mm-hmm. So either using a file, a die grinder, or a curved like disc on the angle grinder, mm-hmm. you know? So like a little video for fair and stuff like that. But yeah, trying to make more videos this year. Nice. So, I feel nice. like that's my... I got an opportunity to uh, capitalize, so I might as well. Nice. Yeah. And we lost Jordan. He's just gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Jordan, yeah. what are you watching? Yeah, perfect. Oh, okay. So, yeah, great. Oh, well, Derek, oh, what are you watching? watching? What am I watching? I actually have yeah, a good one. Um, it's called um, – hold on. Let me just look. Let me get the name right. Um, what the hell? It's the the thing is called in and of itself. It's this. Um, it's it, it was this. Thing, my mom told me about it, and and she was watching. It was on Stephen Colbert, and it's this magician, and and this magician. I guess he's like a magician, and this director were on Stephen Colbert, and he was interviewing them about this movie slash like special. Like it's not really a magic show, but it kind of is at the same time. It's like really hard to explain. Hmm. It's on Hulu, and it's like an hour and a half long. It's, I guess it's like a film kind of um, of this guy doing this live performance. Um, like I said, it's called In and of Itself. And the guy's name is Derek um, Derek Delgadio. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like huh. it, it's something like, I've never seen anything quite like it before. He, he did this performance in some small um, theater on Broadway. He did it like over 500 times. And it was like he tells this this story and it also like kind of has to do with, you know, identity and how other people, you know, you know, perceive you and how you kind of perceive yourself. And, and, you know, and he does these tricks that go along with it. It was it was really like fascinating. And then I like to be I don't want to give too much away. People should really watch it. So I probably shouldn't talk too much about it, but it was worth watching. It like took a little while to like figure out what was going on at first. I'm like looking at my mom we watched it. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then you start to get it. Um, but it was really like fascinating. I, I, I need to watch it again actually. Cause I'm sure there's like stuff that I missed, um, but it was really cool. So guys, like hmm. the guy's like one of these people that are just like scary, smart, like it's just on another level kind of, and he kind of takes a while to kind of figure out even what they're doing. But um, it was cool. And then you like look, they show like the audience and then like Bill Gates is in the audience and like David Blaine is in the audience. Like it was cool. Yeah. Really um, interesting, well done film slash special slash performance. I don't even know what to call it. It was like totally unique. Hmm. Okay. But, interesting. Yeah. It's nice. Mine's not nearly as exciting as that. <laughs> but I, I've been watching. It's funny. I was watching this um channel when it first started and then i kind of i don't know how i got away from it like i have two youtube channels so i think sometimes some of them are on the other one and then mm-hmm. i'll just come across them but it's on the art of craftsman um let me get it correctly the art of craft craftsmanship mm-hmm. and um, he just like yeah he does just like basic it's just a dude in his basement and he just like you know, he's just like, oh, you know, I'm going to make a knife and then, you know, I, I'm going to make a sheath for the knife. And he just tries to use like basic ways to do it. Machine. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, see he on the song. yeah. And I think that's what brought him back into my 
thing, like what recommended mm-hmm. it, you know, because it was funny because I was like, holy shit, you know. But, yeah, it was funny. He did mention you in it, you know. And, um, I saw, yeah. Yeah, but it's just funny. But, um, but yeah, he, he does some good videos. And they're just like, you know, nothing flashy, but they're just, you know, basic videos. But they're, they're good, you know. So that's uh, who I'm uh, recommending. I couldn't believe that he didn't put I you know I don't know maybe I'm like just like a a a, a, a a horrific capitalist but he didn't put a link to that sewing machine in his video. Oh really? I thought was I crazy. Cuz the video already has 130,000 views which for his channel is like his last couple videos you know, did like 5,000, 4,000, 5,000. So to have the video go viral in that way, uh, yeah. and he's got no buy it in his, in his description, wow. um, which I think is a lost opportunity. So uh, I don't know his first name, but uh, Art of Craftsmanship, if you're listening to this, do yourself a favor, put the link to the damn sewing machine in the video <laughs> because it's worth it. You two um, could drive a Mercedes Sprinter, yeah, because of a sewing machine. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You two could randomly find commission in accounts because of your sewing machine. Um, but yeah, I like his channel as well. My pick of the week is going to be uh, Faraway Forge. Um, you guys have probably seen his videos before. He's got a pretty good channel. He just did a video last week where he uh, made a katana out of one of those like giant, like open-ended wrenches. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and it just came out cool i enjoyed watching it i i kind of like i mean it's a like you know i get like it's kind of a little bit of a gimmick these guys you know like you pick a wrench and make it into a sword but it just uh this the katana came out really nice and it was just like an enjoyable video so the video is doing incredibly well it's got a million views in a week so good for wow. him wow so far forge very uh very skilled um very skilled sword and knife maker Jordan Ooh. must have lost his connection. Where is Jordan? I don't know. He must, his connection must have uh, died. Yeah, I think I, I he know. must have gotten another offer for a different podcast, like middle of this podcast. Yeah, his connection, I think, just died on him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so uh, shall, <laughs> while, while I wrap this up, while we wait for Jordan to either come back online or not um, – Check out Derek from Alden on Etsy because I just went and saw his Etsy page and he's got some good yeah. stuff on there. Everyone um, will buy stuff so he stops complaining about quitting his job so he can just quit already. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, yep. If, you, yep. if Derek from Alden can sell ten thousand mini sawhorses, yeah, he can quit his job. And I tell you. I had somebody come by today. The guy came by to pick up the Pachinko machine. And he goes, oh, my God, I saw the sawhorses. He goes, they're so funny. He goes, what do you use them for? So I was like, oh, I use them here and there. So then we had to adjust the door on the Pachinko machine. Couldn't have done it without it being lifted off the table. Sawhorse. I'm looking for a port. Dude, I'm serious. You should make little metal ones. Brilliant. Dude makes little metal ones. Look at you with the I ideas, come up with the ideas. Though. I gave Chris that, that perfect idea for a video that I, I, I should have know, taken for I, I myself. I, I, I know. I know. I damn man. But, um, yeah, we used them, and uh, it, it was unbelievable. And the kid I just posted on my story, a kid's like, hey, I, I got to use these, and 
they were great. It's so funny because the guy that won them originally, that's what he wanted them for. He goes, I just have projects I need to pick up off the uh, table, you know. It's good for painting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I um, also just uh, got a, a shipment of uh, knockoff Yeti cups. I've been practicing with that. With the oh, nice. I, I love that thing. That thing's just great. Yeah, how's the, the rotary thing been working? Uh, uh, it's been a little bit of an issue, not with the rotary or the laser, just um, the program, and it's not just like mm-hmm. plug and play. You just don't plug one in and use it. It's a little bit of setup, and you know, I had some good guys help me, uh, the guys that are part of that um, – that uh chatham and they they just they're just really good one of them um you know he was having some issues so he gave me some input and then this other kid he just like freaking kid just smart he just knows his shit about lasers he helped me uh you know realign it so i could use it and just i tell you i don't know how people do it that don't have friends that have them because i'd be lost you know it just uh it's just difficult for me it is at least i mean maybe other people are smarter but i'm not that smart so (laughs) But Jordan's connection must have just died. I don't know, yeah, I don't know what the hell. Check out Jordan on Instagram at Growler Domestics. Um, and thanks for coming on, Jordan. It was great to have you. We really appreciated your uh, pick of the week at the I end there. Okay. Uh, hopefully he's not dead. Maybe he uh, went to go get that lobster out of his freezer and it was alive and attacked him or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go uh, check out everybody else's podcast on the Makery Network. Uh, go watch Jimmy DeResta's uh, second video on his truck build. I was I love that truck. Fantastic. I was very impressed with his uh, paint and body work. Yeah. And the truck awesome. it made, me want to, made me want to get a, a flatbed dually. Please, and, uh, please. Got to. Yeah. Well, uh, I, uh, for next week's episode, I will tell you guys how I may – have the perfect Uh-oh. opportunity to get a forklift and that is so close Uh-oh. to my shop that I wouldn't even need to get it towed. I could literally drive it to my shop from where it is. That's wow. what I like so, to hear. Awesome. That for right. Next week. Thanks everybody for listening and we will see you on episode 30 next week. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Nope. Make, tell everyone to do the reviews or whatever. Doesn't that help oh, us? Yeah. Go, go give us ratings, whatever. give us reviews. I don't know. Does Spotify do reviews? I don't know. I haven't even really watched ours or listened to ours on Spotify, but I know they're regular. Yeah. I only use Apple Podcasts, yeah, like the app both. on the phone. If you but can. anyway, if go, possible, on, do both. Yeah. go on your podcast client, whatever it is, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, and leave us a review. Leave us a great review because you, you love the podcast and you love listening, and it'll help us, and it'll inevitably help you. Because we can get more great guests like Jordan, who mm-hmm. disappear halfway through the. I hope episode. he's okay. Because I saw him get up and walk away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stay tuned for next week's episode to find out what happened to Jordan. We'll see you there. Yo. <laughs> if you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.